0: Hey folks welcome back to another great episode today i've got an old friend visiting us again his name is david richter he is a real estate entrepreneur extraordinaire as i think david last time i heard you've done or been involved in like close to a thousand deals pretty much you name it dave and his team have done it seen it been involved in it but a lot of work with single family homes and wholesaling and Kind of the, you know, very familiar with the mom and pop real estate investor side of things. But here's what's extra special cool about David is that he is a numbers guy. He is a an action taker. And he, like myself, became familiar with this whole concept of profit first. And profit first is a book that was written a number of years ago. I can't even remember when. By Mike
1: Mcallowitz, um,
0: Yeah, Mike. Yeah. And I tell you what, I wish I had found this book or been aware of this 30 years ago, David. Hmm. Would have had a huge impact on my peace of mind, my financial bottom line, my net worth big time. So better late than never. Yeah. And I started following this whole profit first philosophy in my own business, made a huge impact. But here's what David did that was really smart. He says, hey, this is great for normal small business owners and entrepreneurs, how can we apply this as real estate investors for our real estate businesses? So I reached out to Mr. Michael and he, well, he basically wrote his own version Mm -hmm. of Profit First, but for real estate investors. And I had the privilege and the honor of helping David to launch this book a few years ago. He turned it into a bestseller. It's done amazing thing. So anyhow, Let's jump back in a couple of years later and see where things stand, David. So welcome back to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me back, Dave. It's been it's been a journey, that's for sure. There's been a lot of people that I'm glad that now have this message out there. And it's like, it's just given me a platform to be able to help people, not just be making it all that money and then saying, where the heck did it go? It's like yeah. now people being able to keep it and that's it's, it's what really drove me to it. It's fast it just evaporates, right? I mean, people
0: right. get those, those quote unquote big paychecks, right? especially flippers and wholesalers where they're getting chunks of cash. It's not so yeah. much the cash flow. And it's like, what the hell happened to it? It just disappeared overnight. So yeah, you definitely help people to hold on to a heck of a lot more of it and be a lot more aware of where it all goes and more importantly, where it all should go and when it should go there. So I know you can't explain the whole book, my friend. Right. <laughs> we, we, but can you give us kind of the you know what is your big picture explanation of profit first philosophy when it comes to real estate investors
1: yeah so as far as the big picture goes so many people they don't get trained to be an actual business owner right i mean when we grow up you know like especially if you were in a middle class or on the poor at, like they said your parents or the adults in your life were like money doesn't grow on trees. We can't do this. We can't go there. We can't, we can't, we can't. So we have all these different money mindsets. If that was your upbringing or you have anything like that in the past, then you go to school and school is not teaching you to be an entrepreneur. They're teaching you to be that line worker. And if you fail, you're a failure. If you collaborate, you're cheating. You know, it's like you're not being a part of a team. So it's like, that's where we get into you know like the real world and then we go to the w2 job and they're definitely not teaching us to be an entrepreneur or a real estate investor then from there you jump into the real estate world and then you realize oh shoot i thought i was going to be a real estate investor rock star, and like this is where financial freedom is and then a lot of people are struggling as well there too you know like well, they're exactly yeah in we their we think this race. is going to be
0: the shortcut to to wealth and it definitely can be yeah but if if you're not educated on how to manage your money Literally, I mean, you guys, for decades, I floundered around and and it was feast and famine and feast and famine and all this kind of stuff that goes along with being an entrepreneur quite often. Yeah. This This whole thing just made a huge, huge impact on my life. So I can't and say that, enough for it. So,
1: yeah. That's where I feel like, too, when we... Become an entrepreneur, usually you're reading or you're listening to podcasts, you're just inundated, right? With the entrepreneur, like Much culture, the culture yeah. of like the information and everything. And so you read good books like a Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or you know, Richest Man in Babylon, or like Napoleon Hill's books. And a lot of them say, you know, like pay yourself first, or a portion of all you have is yours to keep. Which before I even go into what, you know, like what their strategy is. I want to say so many people in the real estate game think they're playing the real estate game, (laughs) you know, like that. They think that's the end all be all that they're in real estate. This is the real estate game. But if you're an entrepreneur, any type of entrepreneur, like if you have a side hustle, a full time, whatever, if you're in real estate, not in real estate, you're listening to this, you're not playing whatever it is your vehicle is, whether it's real estate or what you're playing the money game. Most people never even wake up to say, oh, shoot, I actually am playing the money game. But what are the rules and how do I play it? Because those other books that I was talking about, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and The Richest Man in Babylon, give the strategy. They say, pay yourself first. And they're like, here's a good strategy that you should incorporate that will help you. But it's not, here's the rules of the game. And that's where I felt like profit first. Like if I had to give it, sum it up like that, it's like, Here this is the game you're actually playing. No matter what your business is, you're playing the money game. So here's the rules, number one. And then number two, here's a system. So here's the actually how to making sure that at the end of the day, you said you wanted financial freedom, that the money game you're playing is actually getting you towards that financial freedom. So that's where I feel like profit first took it a step further. And (laughs) I know you said I'm the numbers guy because I definitely look like the numbers guy, but like my background's real estate investing heavy. Like I'm the entrepreneur. I am not, I want to sit on QuickBooks and look at the transactions. That is not me at all. Even though I run a fractional CFO firm, that's what the CFOs do. But for me, I'm like, I want to know, how do we make sure that if we're going to go out there and hustle and grind and get the money coming in, how do we keep it? How do we make sure that we're actually winning the game and not just losing all the time, even though we could be doing a ton of deals or we could be building our rental portfolio or we could have a bunch of equity or we could be, you know, all this stuff. But we don't feel any closer to the actual financial freedom that we've always been looking for. So that's where I feel like profit first said, hey, here's the game you're actually playing. Here's the rules, and then here's how to play the game, and here's a system that we can set up. So that's kind of like you you know
0: what, David. This resonates because I'm I'm interviewing a lot of what I call everyday people investing in real estate, the mom and pop, so to speak. And I can't tell you how many people I've spoken with who might have a multi-million dollar net worth. Like seriously, they've got so much equity and so many properties, but they are just scraping by when it comes to. Money in the bank, money to live on, you know, actual profit from their real estate business. So first things first, you said there's really kind of two components to your training, to the book. Number one is the rules. Number two is the system. So what are some of the the rules you can share with us? One or two of the rules that you can share with us that might be counterintuitive, that might be the things that, that are right in front of us, but we don't know about them.
1: So the rules of the game that most people play and that most entrepreneurs, why they get stuck in their own rat race, even though they thought they were escaping the rat race, is they think that the formula for the game is sales minus expenses equals profit. Meaning I do the sales and I pay them, everyone else and their mother, and hopefully I have some profit left over. And that's what they think the rules of the game are. And it's like, oh, shoot, that is a losing formula. If you think that this is how the game should be played and this is the rules of the game, that's where Profit First, with the formula that it presents, it's like, no, here's the real rules. If you want to succeed, if you want to actually come out ahead, here's what you need to do like keeping the end in mind. So, still using like Stephen Covey's book and like over other people like that. It's all these come into play. So, that's where Profit First says the formula is sales. Minus profit equals expenses, which sounds counterintuitive. It sounds like pretty intuitive to that sales. You make a sale, you pay everything, and then you have some left over. But what profit first flips on its head is no, this is the rules if you want to win sales minus profit equals expenses, meaning I make a sale, I take a portion of that sale, every single sale that I do. So a habit that I'm forming and put aside some for my margin, my profit, my safety net first, making sure I'm healthy, the business is healthy, then it's a equals expenses, meaning what I have left over is to grow the business and to still do the things that I want to do over there and invest in the people and the processes and the marketing and all of that. You still need that. But that's kind of the rules to the game. That's counterintuitive to what a lot of people do where they get into real estate or they get into the entrepreneur world and it's almost the blind leading the blind. Like, here's what I'm doing and they're just sales, mining expenses and it's just they well, have well, well, let me play devil's account. advocate
0: for a second yeah, here, David. For so sure. I'm a mom and pop real estate investor, listening or watching this, I'm going, okay, well, yeah, that sounds weird, but that can't work for me (laughs) because I've got a rental property. I get rent that comes in. I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got insurance to pay. I've got property taxes to pay. Those are all of the expenses. If I don't pay that stuff, they take my property away. And I go into foreclosure and i you know, all these terrible things happens. How can this work when the big bad bank can take everything away from me? So, I, I mean, I kind of know the answer, but yeah. I'm just trying to come at it from a listener's point of view.
1: So the whole purpose is to learn how to play the game. So you obviously, I don't want your property to get repossessed by any of those people. Yeah, That's where also you have to think about, Okay. You have to make those payments. Like if you take the property, then you lose the asset and you lose the cash flow and you lose the whole income that's coming in. So mm-hmm. obviously, that stuff has to be paid to be able to keep the property. But that's where, if you have cash flow, the first cash flow goes towards profit and owner's comp, like making sure that you're getting in the habit of keeping some of it. Like some of CapEx that. Some and, of the, some of
0: that cap. But again, it gets back, back to. Fundamentals. A big part of this is making sure <laughs> that you have some cash flow
1: exactly some
0: profit to do something with. So to do
1: something with it. That's yeah. where it's it forces you to look at every deal, every single potential opportunity. And like, is this worth it? Because if a deal comes in, I know a portion of that deal needs to go towards the profit and towards the owner's kind of like, I want to make sure that this is worth it for me today. And not just something that I'm looking out in the future for, because that's where 90% of businesses fail within the first Ten years, it's like that's where all those people are just always looking for that someday future event, and that event usually does come, but it's usually a black swan. It's a two thousand eight nine, it's a COVID. Where what what's going to happen here? That's where it's like, okay, wait a second. In order to know, we live in a world that not everything goes according to plan. So like, let's make sure we're built, we know the game, and that we can play it long term. That's why the people that are around a long time, the, most of them are very good at survival. Like making sure that no matter what, we have margin, we've got safety, we've got this stuff in built in here so that way we never go down, we never risk losing everything. That's why just getting these habits. And when you first start, okay, say you're buying your first rental, and you're like, this sounds nuts. Like, I can't do this with my first rental, you know. Yeah, like yeah, well, I've got well, I've got 150
0: bucks a month cash flow. I've got on 150
1: this, bucks a month cash flow. Can you do one percent of that? Can you take a dollar fifty? You know, like can you take you know 10? percent whatever you could start with, that's mm-hmm. where it's just getting into the habit. the habit. The habit is how we play the game, like making sure that it's not just something that we say that we're doing or something that like sounds good. It's like, oh, profit first. Okay, that makes sense. But then it's actually setting up a system that every dollar that comes in, we're just not spending every single dollar right. that we're making and we're, we're allocating. That buffer in. We're okay, allocating. So that's, that's kind of the where first go.
0: big rule there. It's not, yeah. we don't want to think about it the traditional way, which is, Income comes in minus expenses equals profit. It's like, okay, it's income minus what we want for our profits equals what we should be having for our expenses, kind of working things backwards that way. So that's the first big rule. Any any other big rules that people need to keep in mind in order to understand the system that we'll talk briefly about? Wow, that's another fantastic idea. Hold on to that thought for a sec. We'll be right back. Now, are you a real estate investor who's run out of cash or credit to grow your portfolio? Are you looking to grow your portfolio using other people's money and raising capital? Well, I want to show you how to raise six figures or more in six weeks or less at my upcoming Investor Attraction Workshop. You can get your ticket and find out all about it at investorattractionworkshop.com. We're going to spend a full day taking a deep dive into this roadmap that I've used to raise millions for my deals and I've helped other people just like you cumulatively raise hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars for their deals as well. So again, you can check that out at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. And as a loyal listener to the podcast, you'll get 50% off your ticket when you use the discount code podcast. That's right, discount code podcast at InvestorAttractionWorkshop.com. See you at the next
1: workshop. That's a big one because That's one, two, going, going, go you did the how to is like, how do I make that reality? How do I make Perfect. that? So where I actually win and then implement this. So that kind of goes into the, this is how we play the game from here.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the profit first system Yeah, as it applies to real estate investors, which is what you wrote the whole book about. So yeah, we got the big concept there. We should really be focusing on profit first name of the book. Now, how do we implement that?
1: So I love what you said at the beginning because you were like, hey, I've got this money, but then I don't know where it all goes. Like We were talking about that and laughing back and forth, which I was interviewing someone on a podcast recently, and they called it their black hole account. The (laughs) one account where everything just gets sucked in and then it's like gone forever. I'm like, poof, it's gone. That's right. Exactly. And I'm like, that is such a great description. That's where most people set themselves up because they think how to play it is, do I have money? I'm going to spend it. If I don't have money in that account, I'm going to be frugal and I'm going to not spend the money. And that's how they're playing the game right now. That's how they manage all the money flowing through their entire system. But then they realize one day, oh, shoot, is this my money? Can I take some out? Like, I just had something personal going on and like, I need to take, and is this going to throw everything off? And like, there's no clarity. And then you're struggling with, oh man, if I do this, am I going to just take myself out of the game? Mm -hmm. So that's where the profit first system is all about knowing where every dollar goes. So if you've ever heard of the envelope method, That's what the how is built off of. Like Dave Ramsey's made that very popular in the personal finance space and some other people, you know, out there make that popular, like with envelopes in your personal finances. But instead of envelopes on the business side, set up bank accounts. So instead of having one big account, you set up different ones. Instead of having that black
0: hole account. The
1: black hole account. Yeah. Let's get rid of that black hole account. And like, let's have accounts that help you win the game. Because most people don't have accounts that help them keep the money they're making. So that's the first accounts that we have people set up on the profit first system is here's three accounts, every single business owner, not just investor, but like if you own any type of business. So if you're in real estate on the side, but then you've got another business or you're like your most real estate entrepreneurs where you're doing a million different things. Like this is something that could go inside of any business. These first three accounts, because they help you win the game by keeping more. It's profit owner's comp, owner's compensation, and then owner's tax. So making sure those three are helping you keep more of the money that comes in from every deal where profit, what I call it now, since I've I've definitely honed in on this since the year and a half that we've talked, profit is the why account. Why did you start buying rentals? Why did you start real estate investing? The profit account is there to help you fulfill that purpose. Like one of our clients last year, the first year before Profit First, he was $70,000 in the hole. Last year, he gave $70,000 from one giving account. In order to give to a camp for kids and didn't wow. touch that profit or owner's comp or anything else inside of his business. That's just from knowing that, hey, this is why I started my business. For him, it was to make an impact on these kids. But like, we can't do that if we don't have a profit account or we don't have some type of buffer there. Like, did you start it because you wanted to take vacations and not work and do that type of stuff? Well, guess what? Money buys your way out of that, either through people, processes, systems, or like, hey, I've got so much that I don't need to work or I've got so much recurring cash flow from the rentals, that a portion of that I'm keeping to make sure that, hey, I'm covered for the expenses I need, but then I've got what I've got. Mm-hmm. That's where we've got to have a profit account. That's the Y account. You take from that quarterly up to 50% and have fun with it. The owner's comp is more of like the work you do in the business, especially if you're just buying your first few rentals, you know there's work involved you're probably going out there you're hustling you're getting the tenant in there you're cleaning everything up maybe you're doing the work on it it's like this is if you're going to do the work you are the employee like you are the best employee for a very very long time you know until you hire a CEO out and then they're they're the one running the ship but until you get to that point way down the road you are the one that's making things happen so like right. making sure you're compensated and that's why when I said at the beginning if you've got a w2 Plus real estate investing, like you could take just a very small portion, but you're getting into that habit from every deal that, from every paycheck that you get, from every single income, just a portion of that is going towards that account. Owner's tax is like, hey, I'm not playing the rental game. I'm more on the active side, more than the rentals, and you've got way more active income, and it's like, I know I'm going to pay taxes. We better be saving from every deal that closes so that way tax time doesn't come and you're like, I've got to extend and I got to go on a payment plan and shoot, I'm like six figures in the hole. What did I do? You know, like a lot of people. I, I like chuckle because
0: I've, I've been there, my friend. And, and yeah. that's that's probably the number one thing I love about this whole process is now every single year come tax time. It's not a big ooh surprise. Right. <laughs> that's, that's a big advantage of being self-employed, being in business for yourself is You know, you don't get that big tax bill taken off every single month and you get to write a whole bunch of stuff off and all that kind of good stuff. However, you still have to pay the piper at some point. Right. And most of us kind of, you know, just kind of ignore that, push that aside, forget about it until all of a sudden it's like, wow, here's this huge bill and exactly everything you said there. So. That's been one of the huge benefits of this process for me.
1: Exactly, And so many people, if they just had those rules and then they had the actual how-to, like just set up these accounts and fund them from everything that you do and get into that habit. So that way, one day in the future, you wake up and maybe you were originally thought you needed 50 rentals to retire. And now it's 25 because you actually know your numbers and the cash flow coming from each one and the actual money you can put in your pocket without tanking your business, making sure that all the mortgage payments are Paid and that the capex is funded and all that. It's like it gives you more clarity of okay, what does winning really look like now that I have a very clear picture on the cash coming in. I see.
0: I see people looking at this from two different angles as part-time real estate investors. Yeah. One angle is, hey, I just want to delay gratification and push everything back into the business, you know, and and that gets into the black hole. That's yeah. one philosophy. The other philosophy is, hey. It's all mine and I want it today and I'm going to use it today. So maybe talk. Have you have you seen those? Yeah, uh, that's either one of those.
1: I talk about that a lot when I present because that's pre-profit. First, you're doing one or two things to the business, usually starving yourself or starving the business. That's like that's where most people fall into. They either say, "Hey, I'm not going to take anything. I'm not going to do any," and then then it's like, "Okay, you're in that habit." What if you want to go full time in this eventually, and then you have to rely on that, or you just don't have any margin? Like you've just been pouring every single dollar, and then something bad happens, or you know, like two thousand nine or whatever happens again. And then you're upside down or taxes go three X. And like in some places and you're like, oh shoot, I don't have the cash. Or, or, or you
0: and, or your you family know? just get burnt out on busting your butts for absolutely exactly. zero reward. For
1: absolutely zero reward or anything like, why did you start for the financial for, or did you just start it for the delayed gratification? It's <laughs> like, Okay. Well then do you don't want anything for a very long time? Like that's going to get very depressing, very fast. Like if you're pouring all this work in, then the flip side of that is it is mine. It's all mine. And I want that Lamborghini as fast as humanly possible. So I got that first flip check for, you know, 50,000 and I'm going to put the down payment for it. You know, It's like, wait a second. (laughs) Like we got to be smart with this. So that's where so many people Like I said, I I keep going back to the game of money, but it's like, if you just know the game that you're playing and the rules to that game, I am not against you getting that Lamborghini, but when is it time to? When do you land on that space and you say, hey, I've got enough money that's in my profit account that I'm still have to be able to pay myself to be able to still fund the business and fund the things that I want to do. And I can still get that car and it's not going to hurt me and it's not going to hurt the business. It's just helping you be a savvier player. We all respect those people, right? That like... I don't know if you watch movies or whatever, that very savvy poker player that he's reading everyone in the room. He knows that the real game is not being played with the cards, it's being played with the people. And it's like, it's the same thing with money. Like the real money game is not the real estate you're doing. It's how you're handling behind the scenes what's happening when Mm -hmm. money gets into your hand, because then that's the equalizer because once you actually make a transaction, make a sale, you're just like every other owner of any business, you have money in your hands, now what are you going to do with it? So that's really what takes this to another level to say here's an actual system to make sure you're keeping it, to make sure that you can last a long time and that you can actually reap the benefits of owning a business.
0: Well, I'd like you to touch a little bit more on the profit component because Yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of us as real estate investors as small business owners entrepreneurs we think about paying ourselves a salary or or what have you we think yeah. about paying our staff expenses all overhead all that kind of stuff but profit surprising as it sounds is kind of a weird concept for a lot of us it's like what do you really mean and should, you know what do i do with that and Shouldn't I be putting that back into the business? And and all this guilt comes around this. Can you give us kind of yeah. your and Mike's philosophy around the profit side of
1: things? Yeah. Well. Man, if I'm going to just keep the analogy of the game, it's like we've had CPAs or bookkeepers probably in the past telling us some very confusing things. They've made the v- rule is very, very complicated. And they tell you, here's your net profit. And they tell you this number. And you're like, looking at my bank account, where is that profit? <laughs> yeah. What the heck are you talking about? Retained you know, like that, earnings and uh, all this, right, ret- all this yeah. garbage. And that's where Profit First is built around cash. So that's where it's like, okay, we have a profit account that has profit in it. You might have a better bottom line number showing on your books, like on your actual set of financial reports and the profit and loss, but like in the bank account, how much did you actually put into that profit account? That's yours to be able to take. So that's really the big difference of philosophy where gap accounting and the traditional accounting methods and all of that still need to be run. You still need to know your profit, your profit margin, like are you a healthy business? But then I want you to have, an actual profit account where a portion of all that you bring in goes into that account that is your money to do what you want with. Where if you're like, hey, I'm buying a rental portfolio and I want to use the profit to pay down the good debt, pay down my portfolio so I have more cat, you know, free and clear, you know, portfolio properties, more cash flow coming in, then it's like, okay, then use that for that. If you're like, you know what, I want to keep buying the properties, but then I want to take a vacation with my family and then I want to use it from this profit account, there's a guilt free account where if you have a profit account and you still have the owner's copy, you still have like the OPEX to pay the expenses for the business, and you're still funding the things that need to be funded. This is a guilt-free account to take and say, you know what? I can take this out and do what I want with it, literally anything I want to, because now this is my money that I know I can do it. Like Joey, the guy I was talking about, his first profit draw from the very first time that he did it, like after he lost 70000 that one year, the next profit draw, like in the next year, he just took a little weekend trip with his family. And it's like, it wasn't this huge thing, but it was like, Hey, this is the money that I have. I've got like a thousand in there. Like, let me just take a quick weekend trip with them and have a nice. And he's like, it was a guilt-free trip. If you read Mike's original book, he said that his first profit draw was like 10 bucks. And from his account, he's like, and I bought an ice cream cone and that was the best Dane ice cream cone I've ever (laughs) eaten because it was guilt-free and it was mine. You know, like I got to take it from the profit account. That's what I'm talking about. Cause there's a, big difference in the terminology, in the words that we use for the word profit. It's this nebulous word that financial people and gurus and CPAs and all that make this crazy out there nebulous number where it's, this is no, I want it to be very simple. You have a profit account, cash goes in there, it is yours and you are okay to be able to take that out and use it for what you want to do with that money.
0: Fantastic. David, Highly recommend your book. I completely, completely recommend it. If people want to get a hold of it or, you know, obviously they can go on Amazon or what have you, but is there a better spot where they can get it and connect with you?
1: If you want to connect with me and see all the stuff that we're doing, simplecfo.com, because we've also got the podcast, which Dave has been on before and he's coming on again. So that's where we do that. Just honestly, a lot of people come on just to tell their story of hope, like, here's where I was before Profit First, here's where I am after. And then a lot of people say what Dave said, like, 30 years ago, I wish I would have had this. Or like, when I first started real estate investing, wish I had these habits. I wish I knew how to play the game. Like, I really wish I knew what was going on. So that's where I want you to be able to just get this informations. If you go to simpleCFO.com, it's got our podcast link, the book link. If you want to see what we're doing and you know, like with our services, we got a schedule call link there too. Awesome.
0: David, always a pleasure. Keep up the good work. And everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk thanks, to you David. on the next episode. Well hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and